everybody welcome to two cents for conversation i'm your host vj um if you're returning thank you for continuing to support if you're a new listener welcome we just talk a little we just talk a little bullshit here nothing crazy um i just be rambling and ranting sometimes you know we're just having conversation about random things it's never the same topic twice i mean every once in a while but you know, there's that. Uh, um, it's March. It's Women's History Month. Women International Women's Day just passed like two days ago. So everybody was feeling pretty feminist-like and all that. You know, it's all that stuff. So, And I just bring that up because that's going to be our topic for today. Um, the intro song to of today, the DJ intro song, was the song Drugs by Absol from TDE. And let's jump into it. I don't want to keep y'all waiting. Um, fair warning, this is a low-key trigger warning. This is a low-key rant. Nothing in particular. Nobody made it's not it's not a rant out of anger. It's just um something that's just been on my mind the last day or so. And I think it's a pretty deep point to make and a deep conversation to have because it affects all of us to a degree. And it's about drugs. Let's talk about drugs. Um, Because something kind of struck my, something kind of triggered me yesterday. Like I said, it wasn't, it's nothing crazy. It's just, it really, it's really on my spirit because it's something that's been kind of bothering me late like beforehand it bothered me and it it's bothering me again so let's jump into it um and it ties into women's history month because it has to do with women um so what happened was you know all my nonsense be on facebook the ghetto newspaper of the internet right <laughs> i saw that the other day that it made me laugh and um Somebody posted like a meme or like a Tumblr screenshot or whatever of the singer Demi Lovato. She's just a pop singer. I think she, what was she? Disney Channel or Nickelodeon? I forgot which one. I don't know. She's she's a child star though. And she went into mainstream. And the caption was like, and I don't even know if it's something she really said. Because when you really look at the picture and the caption, 
it's it looks like it's like a tabloid sighting that of what she said so she says something the along the lines of i guess or it labeled her saying something um along the lines of gender reveal parties are transphobic and all that and that is the one i'm sorry but unless i have somebody from that community do an episode or a podcast with me i'm not touching that topic it causes too much that's the one thing i'm not going to talk about is um trans topics lgbtq whatever topics um i'm not in that community that's not my place everybody's going to have an opinion about it and it's just too complicated and i'm not touching it and you know i I have my own beliefs, but I also believe people deserve the right to live in their truth. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But I'm just telling it for point of context. So it said that she was like, Demi Lovato said, um, gender reveal parties are transphobic or whatever. And I don't personally agree with it, but whatever. That's besides the point. I have little boy shit all over my place for my baby coming. I don't care. But what caught my attention was people responding to what she said, quote unquote, what she said. And it was like people going zero to a hundred, calling her crackhead, dopehead, heroin addict and all that stuff because in these recent years she's admitted that she has a heroin addiction problem she's overdosed a couple of times it's been in the news and you know fortunately she survived and everything um but like it's public knowledge that she has a heroin addiction and i'm looking through the comments in the tumblr post like it was like a screenshot of two comments like calling her crackhead and being like man shut up you damn crackhead and all this other stuff right and then i looked at the comments of that post and it's pretty much the same sentiments like people saying oh i don't give a fuck what a heroin addict thinks um she a crackhead this and that she a junkie who cares what she thinks and all this other stuff right And this isn't the first time I've seen this type of backlash at her. Um, Like a couple years ago, when the rapper 21 Savage was facing deportation charges or citizenship issues, because apparently it was random as fuck that that nigga was from England. um, She kind of commented on the jokes that were going around and people came at her the same way zero to a hundred calling her a crackhead calling her a dope fiend telling her to shut the fuck up like all this other stuff right in defense of 21 savage and i personally felt like it was hypocritical because we got i think i and, and to be fair i think people were just upset because she's not part of the black community to be talking about a black person number one and I get that to a degree. Like, we joking because he's ours. But at the same time, she was talking about the memes, not necessarily making fun of his exact predicament. And it wasn't like she wasn't laughing at anything else that we were laughing at. We weren't laughing at. 
like we're making thousands of means of this nigga being from Britain and she all she said was that shit was funny so but people took it zero to a hundred with her and so I'm a little triggered because I I just I think it's just so mean and I may be a little sensitive right now because of where I'm at in my life but I and I'm not trying to be on a soapbox for this poor little white girl or whatever. But it, it it's just so mean. And, you know, it would be one thing if she was out here acting a fool. Like some of these other celebrities are. <laughs> like Orlando Brown from That's So Raven. He'd be acting a fool. And we know he's on something. And we be laughing at him too, but it's nowhere near the malice that Demi Lovato gets. And if you ask anybody that talks to me, they can tell you I'm a real strong advocate for people coming at women a hundred times the magnitude that they come at men with, especially when it comes to these type of conversations. And so it, I commented on the post like, you know, she didn't even say this. Like, I mean, she, I guess it, it's saying that she said it, but it's not like her original thought. The whole argument of gender reveal being transphobic or outdated because of gender norms has not, not been said before. Like, people have talked about it way before she may have said it or this started circulating. And so that's all I said in the post was, this wasn't even her original, like, she didn't even come up with this. Like, people are so mean. And instantly, another person responded was like, I don't give a fuck what a heroin addict got to say. Their opinion is invalid. A heroin addict's opinion is invalid. And I'm just kind of like, and I had a full conversation with this random person. I was like, what does her heroin addiction have to do with her random internet opinion if that's what this is even I'm like she's not even the first person who said something like this so it's not even like a heroin addict opinion and so I had a whole conversation with this person or I guess with myself because you'd be you know how comments be and you know the conversation got taken like elsewhere and I'm just like but you're missing the point like she didn't even come up with this concept and you're bringing her drug problems into the conversation like it has nothing to do with what she said and it's kind of like like I said it just came off so mean and there's one thing you know being like somebody got problems I don't got I don't care what they got to say um but it's just kind of like the blatant attack of she's a junkie, fuck her. And another part of it is it's not like we found out she was a drug addict because of how she was acting out in the world. Like she wasn't showing her ass in the world. She just came out and was like, I have a drug problem. I'm trying to get help for it. It's very hard. I've been dealing with these things as an entertainer in the main light. Things get to me, you know, and it's it's been hard. And so 
I kind of felt bad because we have this girl, this entertainer, who opened up to be vulnerable and maybe try to just express herself as somewhat as an artist and as a public figure to maybe help somebody that's going through the same thing. And people are taking that vulnerability and attacking that. I don't like it when it's done to me. If I tell you something in vulnerability, in confidence, in trusting you, or at least trying to be honest with somebody that I care about and it gets thrown in my face, we're going to war. I ain't gonna lie. Because if I told you something that makes me extremely vulnerable in the hopes of that you can understand and, and for the sake of communication and having an understanding, and you turn around and use it against me and out of malice, oh, we're going to war because, and I'm probably gonna rip you to shreds one way or another because I think that's the most foulest thing you can do is if somebody's being honest. We all, we all preach that we want honesty. We all preach that everybody needs to be honest so they can get the help that they need. We all preach that everybody deserves transparency and honesty, but then, when the person gives it and in and in the situation that they're making themselves vulnerable we're going to turn around and blatantly use it and attack them i can't rock with that and 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 that's why it's like grinding my gear so much another part that's like really grinding my gear about this whole conversation is that it's so one-sided because we have half of these men in the entertainment industry doing God knows what, not being held accountable for it, bringing women into the situations. But then when women have their vices, it goes zero to a hundred or there's no sympathy or empathy and there's no um, grace to it. And I use this example all the time because it's the one that like breaks my heart the most. It's like Whitney Houston and Amy Winehouse. Everybody makes fun of them. Everybody mocks them. You know, everybody can acknowledge that they were amazing artists. But then they have the asterisks near them. They were drug heads. They were alcoholics. Whatever the case was. Um, I remember when Amy Winehouse died, somebody was like, I'm not surprised that somebody with the last name Winehouse overdosed. Like, well, that's me. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but then we have so much grace and sympathy and martyrism for men who go through the same thing and they're martyred for it like I am sorry and I don't mean this offense to his family but I could give a damn about Mac Miller passing away and I'm slight and, I, and I'll admit that I'm a little bitter and I'm jealous as a woman because they found his drug dealer. The same thing with that, uh, I guess he was a director, Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
Like they, they, when it comes to white men and drug problems, there is so much more grace when it comes to men in general with drug problems. There is so much more grace and patience and understanding. And, it, and when it comes to black men, it's definitely a blind eye because nobody acknowledges it until it's, it's a problem affecting too many people and you can't make money off of it and, or it's not benefiting you. Um, and it, it, and it's just so, it's just such an imbalance. Like there is no way I see, like I've never seen any sympathy for a woman who has drug problems like I do when I see when men have drug problems. Like Whitney Houston gets made fun of, she gets mocked. Wendy Williams gets made fun of, she gets mocked. And you can think what you want about Wendy Williams being a gossip reporter, but you got to respect sis. Somebody's got to do it. She's She's been in the game for a minute. She gets her shit. She gets her interviews. And it is what it is. You got to respect sis to a degree. And she gets mocked and made fun of, called ugly, all this other stuff. And, you know... And I know it's kind of like, well, you're a gossip journalist. So when gossip, I respected, I started to respect Wendy Williams when she talked about her own ish on her show because she could acknowledge, shit, if I'm a gossip reporter, let's gossip. Let's talk about me. I could respect it. When she did that, that's when my whole mindset about Wendy Williams completely changed. Um... You know, she had a, she recently had a documentary that opened up about all of this and I respect it. And, you know, I hope that while she's still here, she can one, get the help she needs. And number two, she can get the grace of us as the audience that she needs as well. Because if, if, if we could sit here and cry and say, oh my God, and martyr Mac Miller and Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman, other staple white men with drug problems, Robert Downey Jr., aka Iron Man. If that man can revamp his entire career in Disney, we can show a little more grace to freaking Demi Lovato. And anybody, any other woman that has a drug problem. If the opinion, if if the opinions of heroin addicts and crackheads, or cokeheads, whatever you want to call them, was so invalid, we wouldn't be listening to anybody. And then, I recently also just watched the United States versus Billie Holiday, beautiful movie. Um, I guess the actress's name was Andrea Day. She's also a singer and she sung the songs great. She looked gorgeous. She depicted Billie Holiday gorgeous. Um, you know, and it makes me mad because we don't learn about Billie Holiday and other African American, prominent African American um, figures, except 
Malcolm X and MLK in like a three page chapter in our history books. And I had no idea that number one, I didn't know I don't know any Billie Holiday songs. Number two, I didn't know anything about what her connection to civil rights, um, the drug war and the Hoover administration. I had no idea about all of that. They don't teach us this stuff. So the movie was very eye-opening and informative along with beautiful and entertaining. And so like many artists from that time, she was addicted to heroin. And so when you see people talking about artist, present day artists like Demi Lovato calling her a flat out crackhead or a flat out dope fiend or a junkie, it's kind of like, and saying her opinion doesn't, is it is irrelevant because of those things, even though it's just an opinion you don't agree with. Like, if you don't agree with what she said, you cannot agree with what she said. But don't disvalidate that opinion because of her drug addiction. You know what I mean? Because if that's the case, you know, then does that mean what Billie Holiday said and did was irrelevant? Um, What I learned from that movie or what the whole theme of that movie was... Um. She because she made a song regarding a lynching called Strange Fruit and it did and it was like I'm I'm guessing it's one of the first popularized songs that that um uh really depicts a lynching of a black American and it made a lot of people white people in America uncomfortable, upset, and it was politicized. So with that logic, you're telling me that because Billie Holiday suffered from a heroin addiction, that that song doesn't matter. And I know we're in two totally different times and these are two totally different people saying two totally different things, but it's the same premise. You're dismissing something because of somebody's vice and I can't rock with that because you can flip that and say that about anything I and that's what I said in the comments I was like so just because somebody has a vice they can't have an opinion or whether it's a positive one or one that you know you don't agree with or you do agree with it doesn't matter like that makes no sense like you're just being mean because you just don't like her and I'm seeing that more and more where it's not so much as constructive criticism or people or people just critiquing real logic it's just people are being mean for the sake of being mean and it's kind of tiring it's exhausting after a while and you can feel some and like you know like I said maybe I'm just a little extra sensitive at the moment but like when something is said out of pure malice it's kind of like icky like when somebody is saying something just to really be mean, it's an icky feeling. And you'll know the difference that's some, between somebody just saying an opinion and somebody just purposely just trying to be mean. So, um, you know, it, it's been grinding my gears, especially after seeing um, 
the movie the united states versus billy holiday because you know a lot of those artists back then during the civil rights had drug problems and it's a very and those things are very very though and the dr drugs were a very focal part in their stories so it's kind of like it, it's kind of like it's nothing that should be really be said out of malice because it's a real problem number one and number two it doesn't correlate with um, not being intelligent or not being able to have an intelligent thought comprehension or opinion um, another point to it was on the breakfast club they recently had this professor I, I can't quote the name I just watched the video real quick um, but he was talking about the same thing like you know we we're on we have these marches or these um pro you know we 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 champion the thought of legalizing drugs and decriminalizing drugs so that people can get the help that they need instead of just going to jail going through painful withdrawals getting out and then repeating the cycle but then at the same time we don't want to have an honest conversation about these things and I'll admit at first, before I even watched the interview, I kind of felt like the same, kind of the same way, like, bro. And, but I, I just honestly didn't know because I, of course I didn't watch the entire interview. So this is just before I'm watching the interview and the point was proven because I'm thinking this dude is a functioning heroin addict you know he's shooting up recreationally or doing or taking his pills recreationally and he's just trying to advocate for it but when you really watch the video and what he's saying it's he's pretty much saying you can't decriminalize these things you can't decriminalize drugs without the reality that with the decriminalization of them you're number one you are it's not going to just like when you decriminalize drugs you're not just going to get all the funds and resources to help drug addicts be clean that's not the only that's i mean that's what we would all like whereas you know that instead of them going to jail they're going to go get clean but the realization is when you decriminalize it there's going to probably be a rise in usage because it's not going to be criminalized people aren't going to feel like i'm going to go to jail and have the effects 10 times worse because i'm locked up they're just going to still do the drugs and um you know think that okay the only person i'm hurting is myself so who cares um, and so his whole point was just, you know, what we can do to make these things safe, have a conversation about it, how to be safe, comparing it to other parts of the world, how they regulate it. And Charlemagne and Envy, um, the host, were just kind of twisting his narrative around to make it seem like he's advocating for drug use as long as it's being done safe and you know, who cares if a person gets clean? And that wasn't what he was saying 
at all. Now, and, but he was saying, just look at the context of what's happening around these conversations more. It has a lot to do with racism. It has a lot to do with people's individual problems or individual reasons for doing drugs. And um, it has, you know, there's a lot of variables to it. So, you know, you can't just chalk it up as like, okay, we got to promote everybody to get clean, go to therapy and get healthy. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, but the world ain't perfect. And I've also been watching a lot of like soft core documentaries or short, short document, short docs, short documentaries, whatever you want to call them about, you know, um, people from different walks of life. And I think I talked about this on the last podcast too. Um, uh, you know, I've been watching like intervention and soft white underbelly and stuff where a lot of the people doing the interviews or the focal points of the episodes have drug problems and things like that. And what the common denominator for a lot of them is that they suffered something traumatic. Something traumatic happened to them. And that doesn't always mean abuse. Sometimes just being poverty stricken and trying to get out of a crazy predicament is a form of trauma as well, I believe personally. And, um, you know, you take a drug and you, and you use it to get over. And it can be intense, like a narcotic, like heroin or uh, cocaine, or it can be minimal, like, you know, and I, and you know, I hate to say it and uh, people may get mad at me for saying it, but let's not act like you can't be addicted to weed. Like it's minimal because the side effects of it aren't as intense as a hard narcotic, but to a very general degree, you can have the same behavioral patterns. You can, you know, not be as responsible you can be you can be chemically dependent on it you know you're not happy or relaxed you can't unwind you can't decompress unless you hit the blunt you know what i mean um you pinching out money for your bills to pay to, to go get a sack um you know you have a baby you still smoking your baby's getting that thc in the breast milk and in their bloodstream like you know there's no indefinite proof that it causes harm but you know when you are pregnant you want to have a clean slate for your baby like you want to have a clean slate for your body because in case something happens they need to you know it's kind of like it's kind of like um what do you call it like if you're taking your car in for maintenance you know, it's going to be a lot easier to see what's wrong with your engine. If you're, you know, the for a fact, your oil has been changed, your tires are rotated, your fluids are up, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to see what the problem is with your engine. So the same thing with your body. And, you know, in particular, if you're a woman and you're pregnant, 
you know, you want to have a clean slate. That's in case anything happens, the doctor can be like, okay, well, we don't got to worry about anything else. We can just take that, take the symptoms at what they are and get down to the nitty gritty. That's why I'm not like super all like, um, a 420 mom to be because, you know, I'm just worried that something's going to happen. I want to make sure the doctor can see what's going on without having to take into consideration that I've been smoking or drinking during my pregnancy and we can get down to it and it's not that deep. So, um, you know, so, you know, you think it's minimal just because it's weed, but it's the same principle. It's the same. It, it, it's the same moral code, honestly. And I'm not attacking anybody for doing drugs and smoking weed. Like, I'm just being real about it. So, you know, you you just have to be realistic about it. And I think people attacking Demi Lovato is very, number one, it's sexist. Um because it happens to women so much and um you know it's kind of like low-hanging fruit like because she's a disney or a child star you know and you know she ain't gonna be ratchet and clap back like a cardi b or a Nicki minaj or whoever we can just flat out be uh what's the term um just rip her to shreds like because she a little white girl and like I said I can I can admire that she came out she said she had a problem and she's trying to get it taken care of now to flip that on her I think it's a little just cruel and I I'm not rocking with it um because and I said it too in the post like this is how y'all feeling y'all should be calling mac miller a fucking crackhead as well because he died of an overdose so not only could he and call me insensitive but it's like not only could he not handle his shit um but he did it worse so what that make him um you know rest in peace but you see what i'm saying like we keep it consistent. Keep the same energy. Don't just attack this girl because she's still around and she says something you didn't like. Because I think that's the only difference is that Mac Miller wasn't out there putting his opinions for the whole world to see or whatever the case was. But would you still be saying that? Would you call him a dope head or a crackhead if um, he said one thing that y'all didn't like? Like, get out of here. Like you know no I don't rock with that that is just bullying at that point and then and then we gonna cry and say oh no when something happens to somebody or they're gonna regret it like there are she has a fan base like she and I think her I would imagine her fan base is relatively young so all the kids that do like Demi Lovato and like her music you don't think that they're not going to be affected hearing if something happens to her because she's a drug addict like come on man like where is the compassion like we have no compassion nowadays and it's just kind of it's exhausting because it's kind of like why we all have 
we all have a family member that's addicted to drugs or has been addicted to drugs. And I told it, and I said the same thing. I was like, we all have our BS. So are none of our opinions matter? And the girl was like, you can choose if my opinion matters to you or not. And it's like, obviously, but the fact that you're calling her a straight up dope head and saying that her opinion doesn't matter because of that is ridiculous is not ridiculous but it's it's just like unnecessary like you can say that about anybody you can say that about a pothead you can say that about alcoholic like you can say that about anybody that has a vice that you personally don't agree with because you know i'm fully coherent of myself somewhat educated responsible as i can be when i have the energy to be but you know i would smoke recreationally so somebody that doesn't like marijuana you know like I, you're getting my you're probably going to get my fangs as well if you were to tell me oh it don't matter what you say because you a pothead like no so i get what you know i get the advocacy of destigmatizing and decriminalizing drugs i get it because these conversations are so ridiculous and i and i true and that's and so that's why i decided to watch the full breakfast club interview because i'm just kind of like okay i'm starting to get it now and like i said we all have a family member that's has dealt with substance abuse one way or another and especially minority black and brown communities and um you know it's kind of like any if if this is the low-hanging fruit you were going for then you're just as you know i don't want to see you say nothing when somebody come at you crazy when somebody come at you or your people crazy because it's like hey this is the battle you're dealing with um, or this is, this is the same fight that you picked. So, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know that that's just been my rant. And, you know, I just, like I said, I just felt like it was just a little cruel and, you know, I, I, I didn't really rock with it and I could care less about Demi Lovato personally. Oh, and that's another thing. That's another thing that kind of makes it a low-hanging fruit. Um, these child actors, these actors that have been on Nickelodeon or Disney, yeah, some of them do okay. Like a, a, um, Ariana Grande, Raven, you know. But a lot of them do also come out and say fucked up shit was happening in the background. So I find it very interesting that there's a lot of these child actors that have these substance abuse problems and, you know, we all want to play like we we're sympathetic to them, but in, and, and Demi Lovato is like one of them. So that's why, and that's, so that's another reason why it also kind of bothered me to have this type of conversation or to see this type of backlash towards her because it was it's like well 
she's not the only one. Like there's a clear pattern about this. And it's actually been a long-standing pattern about this, whether it's child abuse in the entertainment industry or the um, work ethics and all of that. So it's not, it's, she's not acting out as a individual she's not it's she's not a um what do you call it she's not um she's not like a one-off in the entertainer like she's not the only one that this is going on with so that's another reason why it's kind of like why they gotta go zero to a hundred on her and I get it you don't like what she said you don't she, you didn't like her opinion on something it wasn't even her opinion. Like the way they're coming at her is like, or the way that they're narrating it is like, oh, this is a dope head opinion. Like, no, like I've seen this whole opinion be made a segment on the daily show with Trevor Noah. Like they had a whole segment joke about gender reveal parties being transphobic and shit. Like this isn't her original idea. Like this is something people actually argue, argue about. So it's not even like a dope head argument. Like, you know, if it was some song, it was a, if it was a dope head argument about something relative to drugs or something around that sphere of thought, okay, maybe that's dope head argument. But this whole thing about the gender reveal parties really wasn't. And calling her crackhead and coming at her like that is has nothing to do with it. And it's kind of like, as especially as like a black American who have, who, who is used to being a consumer of artists that have drug problems, um, it's kind of like, why are y'all going zero to a hundred on her? Like... 80% of these rappers have drug problems or have kicked drug problems. A lot of artists that were prevalent to the rising of the music industry in America, like I said, Billy, the Ella Fitzgeralds, the Billie Holidays, the Ray Charles, the Jimi Hendrix, they were all heroin addicts. They all were injecting that shit. And it's in all of their stories. It's all in their biographies and autobiographies. Like, it's why they died so young. It, you know, and they had a lot of traumas in their lives, especially during that time in America. Um, segregation, Jim Crow, all that stuff. So it's not just because they just flat out junkies. And then it's like, because they were junkies, we shouldn't care about what they said or did. Even though a lot of their work was prevalent to civil rights and how they maneuvered in this country for their art is prevalent to civil rights because of their drug addictions. We shouldn't care about what they said or did. Like, yeah, it just rubs me the wrong way. It rubbed me the wrong, the conversation rubbed me the wrong way, and I didn't like it at all. So, um, let's see, anything else that's been happening? No, I mean, um, what happened? 
there was something else that happened um that I kind of wanted to touch on um no that's about it that's the end of my rant so the moral of my story today is just have a little compassion like think about things in full context before you just talk out the top of your head like just because you don't like something at the top you know at surface value like I could give a fuck about a gender reveal party they're fun if you like if you like horoscopes you probably like gender reveal parties they're not that far off in fucking logic like it's personality guessing you know having a boy or a girl if you and then if you want to have if you don't want to have gender reveal parties I don't care either whatever floats your boat like if I were to go to and people have neutral gender sorry something got caught my throat (coughs) people have neutral um baby showers all the time when they don't know what the baby is going to be or if it's going to be a surprise so it's not even that serious of a thought to even um argue over like people are just like I said people are just want to be mean for the sake of being mean so I'm gonna cut it short today um I gotta take my little pregnancy waddle walk this bad boy is almost here um I don't know I might talk about some motherhood things and in the future um I don't know when this next time I'm gonna do a podcast but you know once again like share it tune in send me conversations um that you want to have um you know engage this is all fun this is all hobby not trying to be a millionaire off of it I'm just trying to have fun and do something a little different so take care be safe y'all wash your hands wear condoms um you know make good choices and just be a little more compassionate like if you don't like something you don't always got to attack it at like a level 100 and I know I'm a hypocrite for that because I I'm a person that goes zero to 100 but I go zero to 100 when it personally affects me I'm not going zero to 100 over internet opinion like that's so it's so ridiculous especially opinion of a celebrity that I have never met or probably will never meet because you know when something happens to a person you don't know how you're gonna feel you're you're gonna you know you can have you're probably gonna have more sympathy than you think so you know just be a little more compassionate out in the world and um you know be more compassionate about people who have drug problems sometimes it's just things get overwhelming like they do for all of us and drugs are part of that and it's, it's something that affects everybody and this country doesn't care about the people enough to really solve the problem like they say they want to like you know people t- we're talking about the opium crisis nowadays but it's kind of like if we had more effort towards holistic treatment and actual curing problems we wouldn't be in an opium crisis like if you know we would if if people were able to 
function outside of if people were able to have real solutions to their problems they wouldn't need outlets of drugs and everything like that so you know it's a lot to it it's a little more complicated than just calling somebody a crackhead and acting like you better than them and you don't care what they got to say so i will talk to you guys another day stay blessed wish me luck on this last stretch of my pregnancy and take care